Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people. Some of the people that work in some of these places, many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job, this is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me See Me podcast and today... I've got an amazing man, and I've met him before, we've worked together, but I've never had time to have a real good proper conversation with him. So today I'm going to be talking to Mr. Johnny Sapong. How are you doing, sir? All right, mate. Nice to see you, Stuart. Thanks for having me. Nice to have time for a chat, isn't it? You know, like, Absolutely. <laughs> it was, uh, we, we did meet a while ago, and it was a bit of a manic day. Um, but, uh, yes, it's going to be good to have a proper conversation and see how, see how things are. Because you're, you're stateside, aren't you? I'm in L.A. at the moment, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, California, lovely state that it is. Um, you know, we live probably about, I don't know, it's about a 30-minute, 25-30-minute drive to the beach. Um, we're over in the valley. Um, and, yeah, it's the great outdoors really you know I've got four kids so the kids like to be outdoors and they do a bit of surfing and you know all that kind of stuff it's just um, bonkers at the moment because the boys are used to playing football and you know doing sport and all that kind of stuff and because of Covid you know everything's been cancelled um, what is because I, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and um, right. he's like because he was based there and he's he's moved yeah, because he he, he he says about how difficult it is, you know, and, and, and the the the, like the the people who govern the governors of California not helping the people. What's it like from your aspect? Um, you know what? I kind of sort of feel like you know, I don't know, like California as a state to me has always felt like it's been an island anyway. Even though you know it's it, it, it's part of the United States, it, it, it's just the way that people's attitudes are and the approach, and you know, living off the land, um, being being you know sustainable, thinking about ecology, climate, all these kind of things. And with COVID, it's sort of like you know, it's the first time I've ever seen like the place actually stop. You know, like stand still physically, like you know, it's you know, it's a city that that, that generally, or I, you know, I call it like a town in the middle of a desert. Do you know what I mean? Really, more than anything else. And the functionality, and what I mean by that is, is that you know, London or New York, you've got that fast pace. It's twenty four seven, and you know, people actually walk around in the streets. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Whereas here, everything's so spread out that. Really, you you know, you're on a car or on a, on a bike or, or, you know, using, you know, the barely there public transport. And I think since COVID, I mean, as it's done for the whole world, it's just brought everything to a stop. And it's a bit like, oh, right, okay. So, like, I go and I do air for, like, photo shoots and, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And even as simple as you going in and like you know i got a, a good dear friend here um who runs a couple of salons called salon benjamin you know i i i, I, well, I work alongside him and give my hand doing a bit of education with the juniors so it's a bit like good cop bad cop but it's a laugh do you know what i mean but the point is is as you were saying about the governor and 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 local government you know across the board the government are just all fighting with each other right yeah. so it's like 
okay, you can open, but you can have 25% capacity. So, you know, you've got a salon. You've got, you got, you know, 25 chairs in there. You know, you, want, you do the maths. You've got the stylist in there. You've got the colorist, right? And basically, your chair, in principle, costs this much, right? To, to rotate, to run, whether it's an hourly rate or like 45 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever that is. Um, and all of a sudden, someone's gone, oh, no, you can't. Like, like it's going to, you know, it, you're going to be infested. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. Not to mention that, actually, we've not been doing this from day dot with the, the, the hygiene and, and safety. Yeah. It's, and so, and that's what I'd say to you is that, you know, I feel a little bit like I'm sort of trapped in a sense. So it's like being in an open prison, you know, maybe in, 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 in some essence. But the reality is, is that, you know, we, we, we had to get out of town for a couple of days just because, you know, the boys, we, we, we were in the middle of the sort of school holidays. Like, so homeschooling was out. Um, you know, we got in a car and drove out a couple of hours into the desert, Joshua Tree. Um, and a friend of my wife's had a, a sort of retreat thing there. We rented the place out and it was me and the four boys, my missus and our dog. Right? In the desert. We were only there four days, Stu. It was fucking brilliant. Excuse my French. It was, it, no, but it was bloody brilliant to just be like and and you know being out in the desert getting that sense of nature totally kind of like it was like a refreshing moment do you know what i mean it's like oh you know we 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 we, we sort of feel like we're not necessarily just trapped somewhere where we're never going to be able to leave again and stuff and i think that that mentality doesn't help because i'm the eternal traveler you know like jitbo gypsy you know, I'm used to being on the road all the time. You know, when we met, I think the like, and we were doing doing um, haircuts for homeless in yeah. during Fashion Week, right? And the British Beauty Council were launching something, and it was yeah, the usual bonkers, right? Like like like, like nutty, but that element I feel like was always like you know, I'm not about control. I like to kind of actually feed off energy, feed off people, feed off you know vibes and stuff. And this is something that's made like, you know, the kind of aspect of understanding what my mental health well-being is all about as well, you know? So, um, yeah, sorry to ramble on, mate, but I'm like, it's, 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 it is, it goes through waves. You know, I spoke to a, a, a dear friend of mine and, and um, someone who I collaborate with sometimes and um, she'd, you know, runs a global business and, you know, one of her offices is in, in Paris. And, you know, she basically needed to be back in Paris for, you know, a big meeting. And it's like, you know, you, you haven't been able to do like whatever you need to do to run your business, right? When you're a, a, a business person, you have to be in places and it's all very well doing things over Skype and, and you know, me and you are having a lovely conversation because we've got modern technology, right? But, um, she made a really valid comment and it was something along the lines of the fact that I'm a sociable person and I like to be sociable. And currently in the state of California, being sociable is not allowed. So I was like, I was like, love, I, I, I get where you're coming from. So like, you know, for, for, for us all across the board, hairdressers everywhere, right? We're about being sociable, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like it's a big part of our lives, right? And, and, and be a night, you know. Yeah. What we are. Yeah. It's a kind of like, and if someone asks you that question, and you sort of think, you know, I could definitely go through moments when I'm like, oh, I'm really all right for a chat now. Like, you know, get the headphones on and sort of take yourself into a zone and not be there. But like, it's um, it's 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 tough, Stu. It's yeah. tough, and I I, I you know I. I I was only saying to someone yesterday, um, like, as things go on, as you're trying to sort of start trying to work out, like, how many days there are in a week again, what, 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 what formats, what, you know, and, and setting yourself boundaries and, like, you know, goals at least, because, like, it's the same as, 
you know, the windows, like when you were texting me the other day and I was, I was, I was, I kept saying to my wife, I was like, oh, right. So when I do these calls and I'm having this meeting and I've got to do this, like our house is like a college campus now and like no one's at college yet, but it just feels like that. And it may as well be the college campus plus the dorms. And then it's like, you know, Karen's got to do yoga in a bathroom now because like that's the warmest place you can get a room, right? Then I'm like in the, one of the bedrooms, and then you know the kids have got you know some are in bedrooms and they've like pretty much put signs up on the door when they're kind of like oh I'm in the middle of a science test and stuff, and then you've got to go and sit in on some things because sometimes you're having like client like teacher parent conversations because like something you're getting all these text messages on the side going, oh, you know, Judah's not done his homework this week. And it's like, well, Judah didn't have any internet this week, so he couldn't do any homework. But uh, <laughs> like that. So it's, um, it's challenging, let's just say that, to, to, to say the least. Um, and, yeah, I mean, people are, people are leaving left, right and centre. And, you know, people are taking options and going, well, maybe it's, a cheaper cost of living if I move to Arizona or I move to Texas or I move to, you know, wherever it may be. And I'm sort of like, yeah, um, okay. I don't know whether I'm getting, like, you know, I'm going to get a wagon, should you? And sort of like, come on, kids, come on, love. We're going to be, you know, homesteaders and we're going to move across the country. I'm not quite there yet, but, you know, I'll ask Millie about that one. Maybe she'll give us a bit of advice on that one. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get a full itinerary and breakdown. (laughs) Of course. There'll be places where we'll be able to, you know, be quite profitable with with, with services and stuff. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) We've got to to mention Millie because we both love her dearly and she's just a force. And, and I, I, I can't say enough about, uh, I, I, I don't think people are realising how hard she's worked over in Britain, like, the last few months, like, um, because our industry's been assaulted by it all, you know, and um, it, it changes from week to week to week, and she's just been there, her and all of the Bury Council, just keeping government, and, and, you know, they've got to start taking us seriously, Um because they still see us as a little niche craft. And but this is the thing, you know, you know, like, like, you know, we in the craft, right, as part of it, as, you know, hairdressers, makeup, beauty therapists, um, you know, entrepreneurs, artisans, you know, it's a collective of people that, that what's really funny is in most conversations, you know, when you were in the pub, when you were at a, a, a you know dinner or you know at a party or whatever, what was the conversation about? Oh, these air dry- Oh, what can you do with my hair? What can you and and you know in any sort of sense or line of engagement? You know, I remember years ago, um, I did a project with GQ. David Bailey basically shot a politician's issue. Right, every single one of those politicians, whether we went to. Downing Street, right, for instance, or, you know, they came to the studio. We have to, every moment of it, you know, getting your hair done, getting a bit of makeup, like having David Bailey take your portrait, right? But the, 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 the actual thing and the way that they're talking about it is as if, like, we're just, you know, like fifth-class citizens or something. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's the whole thing where people don't really, truly have any kind of like respect for themselves before they start on, on, on stuff like that. And the, you know, the, the, the wonderful thing about Millie is she's selfless. Do you know what I mean? And she's all about the fact that actually she's got passion about something that she truly believes in and, you know, power to her, you know, and, 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 you know, thank you for, for, for sort of being the voice, right. Which, you know, we're all kind of like praying every day. Right, that 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 people can actually get their heads around the fact that this is really important. It does mean something to all of us that that are involved, right? But it's also that thing where people get a notion of something where, in some senses, 
these experiences can be life changing for people, right? And in the and 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 it's the notion of just having the true appreciation and stuff. Because it's one thing turning around and saying, okay, you know, do 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 you stand up and and like give thanks every day for the hard work that people are doing, but it's also about the acknowledgement. Is it not? And, and I think that that acknowledgement of being able to turn around and say, well, actually, someone being able to go and get their hair done, right? Going to get their, get their nails done, going to get a facial. The, the, the simplicity around what that means is still going back down to engagement. It's still going down to socialising. It's still going down to giving me something to sort of feel good about in myself. The element of self-confidence. And also, you know what? We like to laugh, Stu. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Life's too short. We like to laugh, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it makes a lot of difference. And I think, you know, when we can, you know, no doubt. Like, get in there. You know? Like, like, like I, I can't think of any other profession where actually the whole thing is, is that's one side of things where it comes like, you know, smiles are free, isn't they? Do you know what I mean? And the, the, the jokes and the laughs and the, and the camaraderie and that whole aspect of just actually believing, you know, you see it, you know, like, like with, 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 with Haircuts for Homeless. People being able to come in to a room, feeling intimidated, right? Not sure. And, you know, after 10 minutes, actually, it's a comedy show, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And the things that, that, that one is... Is, is sensitive about or, or, or is able to draw out of people, but also with the notion that, you know what? Sometimes people just want to come in. They don't really want to chat that much, right? And, you know, at the end of it all, I'm here, you're here, they're here, we're here. It's all, it's, it's an exchange, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's where, you know, Millie, you know, gets it from the bottom of her heart, from, from wherever the angle is and I think that it's um, it's you know it's, it's, it's admirable makes me proud and, and I think it's also that thing where you're like okay if you're not going to listen then I'm still going to tell you and I'm still going to share with you so like you know and that's what it takes it takes guts it takes you know the, the, the big cojones as they say right you got to be like golden balls, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, from from both aspects. I mean, people expect it, and they say, oh, it's, when we do the haircuts from us, they say, oh, it's must be so sad, and you hear so sad. I go, oh, yeah, it's, but I must get across to you how the joy and the happiness and the laughter yeah. and the camaraderie when we go in these places, because people people it, it are broken down to what's most important, you know, and it's this pure like um, a pure companionship that you get. That you totally. Do in your daily life, you know. Oh, absolutely. But I think it's those connects and the thing that you kind of realise through a lot of, of, of experiences is that, you know, people want to talk, people want to communicate. Like, and it's not a given. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we're hairdressers, right? We're used to, like, being sort of like mouthful mighties. Do you know what I mean? And and, and, and in an aspect, there's others that like, you know, you put them in front of a group of people and they don't want to say like, anything. Like, you know, I was always like the worst. Like, you know, when we were doing like platform stage stuff, like, like and I'd always be just thinking, actually, I'm thinking about what I was doing with that piece of hair. And now I'm supposed to tell you what I'm doing with that piece of hair. So I'd be much better like having a co-compare, you know, so like you could get on with it. And like, like and I like years working with like, like Millie and that, like when we used to work for Aveda and it would be hilarious because you'd be out in some like, you know, city in, in Cincinnati or something and you'd be on a stage. And I'd be like, right, okay, what am I going to say here now? Because I haven't even like remembered that thing. All I can remember is, yeah, it was minimal graduation, but now I was doing a reverse with something. And if I had someone there with me, you could just go, oh, yeah, so Johnny, what is it that you're going to do today? And you'd be like, brilliant. Right. 
okay, it's a little bounce. And I still remember to this day, like, like you know, being on a stage at Radio City Hall, being able to see the likes of sort of Millie and like Neil Moody, I think, was sitting in the audience, right? <laughs> and you, know, like, you spot people you know and you go, shit, like that. Like, it's really real and stuff. And they were kind of like, green, you'll be fine, that sort of thing. And I'm like thinking, stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's funny. It's and 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 people forget because they they only really associate me now with homeless centres and things like that. Yeah, I've been a for thirty years, you know. Yeah, and like what we said about the the, the importance of it of hairdressing, you cannot be a busy salon on a Saturday. Mm. You know, like once it. All the columns, you know, like all the chairs are full, the people are waiting, you know, it's, it's, it's like a buzz, isn't it? You know, it's a total vibe, it's the buzz, it's the energy, it's that yeah. thing where you sort of feel like, like you know, the, I mean, the people that, that get it or have similarities to that kind of environment are like, you know, it's like running a full restaurant, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? With all your covers and, and that thing and the turnover and that vibe. And it's the floor, it's the theatre. You know, that space is like, like with anything. And, you know, you're running a full team, you're running a busy salon, and it is that energy. And, like, of course, you're, you're taking in everyone's emotions at the same time as taking in, like, waves of, of, of joy, sadness, blah, 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 from, from, from wherever. And I think that that um, is something that is, is, is definitely, like, what, what, why wouldn't you be missing it? What you know, then it's the same for the clients walking into those environments. You know, I think that when we talk about that, it is. It's a vibe. It's a. It's a. It's a, it's an energy, and people kind of enjoy being in that as much as like you know. You know, you've got fourteen clients today, and you know, we've still got to fit in Mrs. So and So and Mrs. So and So because they're going to overlap and they shouldn't be sort of like in the same area as each other because of whatever reason. And here we go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's bloody brilliant. Exactly. 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 You've got to take her in under the dryer. It'd be good because then she won't be able to see anything. <laughs> I mean, it's, and that's what troubles me. And, I, you know, and I, what I really want to do is, um, you know, I, I think it was so important that, that we get all the help we need. Yeah. Because as with restaurants and salons and that, you know, over the last, they used to be sort of on average run about 20, 30% profit. Yeah. The last five years, the bulk of salons in the UK, not the top restaurant, but the bulk of salons will be probably only running on 5, 10% profit. Right. You, you, you take away 40% of their cover or their, you know, their unit. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it can't go on, you know. They, they no. must allow us to keep going. It's, I see so many fatalities coming with that. Right, know? right, yeah. And, yeah. and that's the thing, you know, like mine went after 30 years because the landlord doubled the rent and there was no leeway and it's just it was already there's no room for movement basically you're kind of like yeah 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 no but you get you get you get you get crushed don't you as to people out there so i think people really really need to support their salons their local salons and you know i think so i think i think i think that that like that whole aspect of actually supporting local businesses um and it becomes like, well, not centralised, but it becomes about community again, doesn't it? And that's the thing that I think, you know, in essence, okay, we understand what the spirit is and, you know, the spirit can be infused and it doesn't mean there isn't something that isn't coming from all around you, in essence. But when you kind of look at it in that way, and that's what I kind of sort of mean about that, the, 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 what I see in, like, say, California, for instance, is... It is quite interesting when you do get out of like LA or something and you're, you know, you, you, you're, for instance, in Joshua Tree, you know, it's a desert community, but it's a community that people are looking out for each other. And you can kind of see that sense of something. And 
I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I think about the fact that, you know, when the lockdown first happened, locally, people were communicating with each other. You know, like your neighbour would be not necessarily knocking on your door, but he might have put a note through or left it on your mailbox. And then there was an email that people could kind of like, you know, if you needed something or you, 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 you were stuck or you were in trouble. And I think that that sense of the, the, the everyone kind of knows each other in the community. And it's like, you know, what you're saying there, right? When we all run, worked in shops or run shops or own shops or had that thing, you kind of know everyone on your block generally do you know what I mean and it's like you're kind of all in it together normally if it's a if it's a you know a residential property or a, or a commercial property depending on the neighborhood sometimes the same landlords own all the properties on the block right and and it's this kind of thing where yeah and and sometimes in that sense like they don't give a flying like like like, like you know yeah. about anybody right and and that, in some senses, does kind of sort of feel like you're dealing with the government, you know, like in in the same guys. Because in in essence, they are the kind of like overseer, aren't they? So, you know, if they're looking at it from angles and and looking at it where you know, on the levels of um, us being able to kind of actually maintain things like grow things you know that for someone who was thinking about that opportunity now and like you know don't get me wrong Stu, you see it everywhere people are thinking about going and taking that step taking that chance like oh i could go and set myself up you know and put, get get a studio and like you know i'll be able to do my clients because we can't open a salon right now or or however and that's the sort of mentality which is fantastic and brilliant but if it's taken away from one to provide for the other in the end it's just gonna all be shit in it yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean so and I think you, you got a very valid point I, I did I'm sure I was ambling on about something like that some time ago with with like you know when you're talking that the the Fellowship of Hair, where you're talking to, you know, the HABA, like all these governing bodies, even with education. Right? So when we're talking about teaching a, uh, uh, an apprentice, is the apprentice ever learning about like, learning about business? Not really. Not really. Do you know what I mean? And 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 come on, Stu, on levels, we're yeah. talking about that thing where it it comes down from anywhere. Like if 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 a young person is learning about a skill and a craft, right, they would 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 benefit from understanding about business as well, yeah. in essence. And it's also about the same thing of, of of thinking like you've got a dream, and why wouldn't you dream to be living in your neighbourhood and and put a shop on your on your high street? If there's already one there and you're already doing that. There's, 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 there's opportunities and, and room. Yeah. But it's also having the aspects and having the understanding of how to navigate this, right? And, and also, that's another side of things where you're, you know, of course, you're dealing with local councils, you're dealing with government, you're dealing with, um, you know, entrepreneurial landlords, right? We, 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 and, and, you know, everyone's up against it. I think that's the thing right now is, is you know, the government... And the mentality of, of, of government is very much like, oh, well, you know, maybe you'll be able to retrain. Maybe you'll be able to do this or do that. And it's a bit like, come on. Yeah. I don't know right. just, but in the British press, they had this thing and it was the, I mean, it's about the arts and it was yeah. the arena and it, like you can retrain. And yeah. horrendous, you know. My daughter's just spent three years at uni, come out with a first, you know. Brilliant. Congratulations. Media. It's yeah. Shop, you know, because there's... Okay. But she's yeah. lucky enough, she's just got a couple of things coming up. But the idea to just to put the, you know, to squash people's dreams, they are, you know, she's... It was, but that's exactly it, right? The, the, the whole thing is, like, you know, I think 
whatever the the the, the scale and, and and however we feel that idea of just stepping on your dreams because actually it doesn't matter oh no 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 that's fine and it's very much like a sort of computer says no right you know you you're, you're gonna go in and type your name in and you put your name in what do you, you know profession oh no okay you know, and it's a bit like being, I don't know, like in, 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 in the fifth year at school and not really kind of being challenged or not seeing anything that you really feel floats your boat. And you get sit down with a careers teacher who sort of goes, right, yeah, but maybe sort of says, oh, yeah, OK, army or um, plumbing or um, do you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you were really quite academic. Maybe you should uh, go to uh, medical school or law school. Okay, next. Yeah. But at the point that you make the engagement, I mean, I was a right little shit. So I had I, my careers teacher was brilliant, Miss Price, I remember. And she was brilliant because actually what she used to do was that she liked a bit of jazz and she was really into art history. So, you know me, I'd just go in and talk about, you know, Picasso or something, because I was interested in Picasso that week. But what it drew out from her was the fact that there was other things out there. It didn't mean that, that because you were thinking in your head, you wanted to go to art school and your parents didn't think that was, like, you know, going to be a fruitful, like, engagement for life, which they were absolutely right. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't necessarily going to be fruitful, but... Maybe it was going to be inspiring, Stu, or something. So again, you're. Eh? Where was that? Where was you? Where was you brought up? Where, where was I was that? brought up in um, West London, South Acton. Oh. I was kind of yeah. I was born in Queen Charlotte's, um, which was at that time it was Stamford Brook, and then it moved over to sort of um, Hammersmith, so right by Scrubs, um, Wormwood Scrubs, and all that. So yeah, Acton boy. Um, you know, both parents from West Africa, Ghana. So, you know, dad's an accountant, mum's a chef. Yeah. Their son was going to have the, you know, my mum was like, you're not going to go in the kitchen. That's not going to happen. And I'm like, what do you mean, mum? I'm having a great time coming here doing like odd jobs and, you know, being a kitchen porter on my school holidays or whatever, weekends and stuff, me and my busy mate. But, you know, she was like that. She goes, yeah, this is not going to be your future. I know you're just getting a bit of money in your back pocket. And like, so, you know, you'd be there lunchtime, sneaking out to try and have a little cheeky fag and stuff and like not making sure your mum didn't see you, but mum's best mate used to have like, you know, what was it? The hundreds or whatever, super kings or something. So you'd always be making fags off her when she'd put her pinny up or something like that. But the beauty of, 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 of that was that I think it was about being able to understand what your strengths and your weaknesses are but engagement people you know like I always used to just be like in awe of the fact that you know my mum could hold like court in a room and like you know you're basically serving in a canteen right you know and you've got all these guys like now you she used to work in a, in a building over in um Isleworth um Great West Road it was a Gillette's the, the big Gillette's factory there, but she was working in the, the thing where they would deal with all the, you know, the bosses dealing with all these deals for whatever. Like nowadays, I would imagine that it's the sort of place that, you know, you go for a meeting because you were meeting the, the, the copywriter and the, this one to do a new ad for a razor blade or whatever. You, you know, like that kind of thing where she was dealing with all the silver service and stuff. And so when a, you know, a boy and a, 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 his mate turn up to do like, you know, summer jobs, casual labour, right? You know, and we're getting, I think we were getting like 100 quid a week or something like that. Well, whatever it was, it was kind of like great because he was like 15 or something. And she would say, she'd, you know, she'd introduce like us and then other people would go, oh, this is like, you know, Connie's boy. And, you know, he's like, you know, da 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 da, da And he's going to be a future whatever. And, you know, like you're standing there thinking... And then you'd have a conversation with like one of her mates, and they'd be like, "What are you, what, what are you do then?" And I'd go, mm. I don't think mum and dad know, but like, I'm going to art school like that. You know what I mean? And you'd be like, kind of like thinking that it was all really groovy. She sat me down one day and she said, 
Yeah, I don't think your dad's going to be too sort of into the fact that you're talking about going to art school and telling everyone you're going to art school. I spoke to Mr. Spencer, your mate, and he's going to join the Marines. Like, <laughs> like that. And I was like, yeah, because he's just fucking idiot. But anyway, <laughs> like, um, yeah, but the brilliant thing was that my mum, behind it all, when I sat down and I sort of said to her, look, like, if you lot are not going to support me, that, you know, mum and dad are not going to support me, you know what I'm like. And, you know, I'm just going to, like, do what I feel is going to keep my heart in the right place. So I said, OK, but you know what? I'm going to stay on at school, do the A-levels, right? So I went off on a, on a what was it, post-O-levels, pre-A-levels, little holiday sejour somewhere, and I ended up being a gold caddy for, like, six weeks or something. It was great. I come back. I'm back and I'm at school. And um, when I started in the sixth form, it was really interesting because a, a friend of mine's um, sister used to work at Morton Brown. She was like the art director there or something. Yeah. And she was also in a band, right? So it was this whole kind of thing. So I think it was probably a little bit of a crush that I had. Like this, this lady was like, you know, in a band. She was like a hairdresser. And um, we could go around to, like, uh, I was friends with her uh, younger sister. So I'd, I'd be around her house all the time because, uh, you know, they had written that really good records and they were getting things in from America. And, like, her mum was, like, a total kind of brilliant laid-back... I, I, I wouldn't call her a socialist, but I'd say she was about the people and she was kind of, like, she was about being sociable and... And there was an air of just like, you know, I remember sitting down one day and the, the sister sort of said to me, she said, what do you reckon? Do you think that you fancy that, you know, coming and being my assistant for like the, the holidays or whatever? And I was like, well, I'm working at my mum's at the moment, like as a, you know, as a porter or whatever. And I goes, and that pays me this a week, but maybe I'll come and like sort of give it a try. Stu probably after about three hours of being in a, you know, West End salon where my eyes kind of just popping out of my head every single step that I made, I think I just was like, right, yeah. this, is this is it. I think I found my, my I, found, I think I found my calling. Not, not a Scooby, not a Scooby of what, what I'd be doing or what I was embarking on or what I was even thinking. <laughs> And stuff and what was brilliant though was that like throughout the years like you know when you were like at school doing work experience you know I had a couple of mates who had air salons you know one of them had a place in Kensington Market someone had a place um on the King's Road and so it it was something that had always been there but I didn't really think about it as a oh like I'm gonna go and do this as a job it was more like you just went and hung out at the barber shop or the hairdressers because your mates owned it or like, and if someone turned around and said, oh, well, can you do a bit of sweeping up and making some tea? And the best one was like, you know, especially when I started working in the West End, it was like, you know, you just take the client's dog for, for, for a walk or go and put money in the meter. Uh, all the jobs that you could find that meant that actually you were providing a service because you weren't quite there yet in terms of, like, you know, doing a blow dry or cutting air or, you know. And as that started to build up, you're finding the happy balance between it. And I think that that was such a great, like, sort of, like, like, like opening, eye-opening experience to be able to kind of actually realise that it was about people. It was about the engagement of people and it was about, you know, like, like the fact that you could engage and just, just kind of, like, make someone's day that bit better. And sometimes you kind of also realise that, you know what? Some people just didn't want you to make them feel better. They wanted you to give them a haircut. Yeah. yeah. Or they wanted to be able to sound off at you. Do you know what I mean? So you were there as a sponge. And that's okay as well. It's kind of like, you know what? That's, that's kind of what we are in a, in a funny sort of way. You know, hairdressers, we're, we're, there's a level where it's like, you know, I'm not a certified doctor, but I guess that, you know, I've had to learn how to, to, to appreciate and, and negotiate feelings, be sensitive or understand that. And then, you know, hopefully the wife's not listening, 
you know what I mean? It's kind of like that one where you kind of have to sort of do it full circle, didn't you? Everywhere in all aspects, you know? It's, yeah, that was so funny. Like your your beginning of hairdressing was exactly the same as mine. I was, oh, really? I was supposed to go to college. And yeah. Then, about this girl, when her older sister was an hairdresser in a local hairdresser, I fancied her rotten, you know. Like, and then it was just, I just brilliant. Thought, I'm gonna go and work there. It was exactly the same. And then I couldn't get I mean, the one she was in, so I had to get the other place. Okay. But the, as you say, the minute I got there, it was just, it fitted me, you know, and uh, the sliding doors moment, I don't know where I would have gone if I'd have gone to college and done the... the oh, totally. No, but you know what's, what's, what's really funny, Stu, is, is that I had a couple of mates who ended up going to art schools and, and you know, different art schools. And what was really funny was when I started working in the West End, they were kind of like around because like you know one of them was at Slade and then someone else was at Goldsmiths later on someone else was at St Martin's and stuff so they were all in that kind of thing so it was really great because I could turn up in the common room at college and most of the people thought that you went there because you were there that much but you were actually looking for models for for for, for haircuts and there was another dance one what was it um I want to say Lambda or one of them, there was a Laban, there was a dance school and I kind of got models out of there as well. And so it was, it's that thing where you kind of realised that, that, that in a weird kind of way, there was part of it that I probably wasn't officially supposed to be at any of those sites, but you kind of like, you, 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 you had your own form of graduating through that. Do you know what I mean? And at the same time, you know, you were, you were, you were, making inroads in, 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 in other areas and stuff. Yeah. Where, where did you go and work from, from, when you, from there, from college? From Morton Brown, I, I was at, um, what was Morton Brown? So Morton Brown, I, when I left Morton Brown, I went to a place called Splinters, which was in Maddox Street. Um, and it was basically, um, you know, the, 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 they were the gurus of black hair, basically. Uh, you know, I'd say late 70s throughout most of the 80s. Um, pioneers, really. Winston Isaacs um, was, was, was the founder. Um, and Winston was uh, brilliant. I mean, it, it was the sensibility of, of listening and watching someone play with hair. Do you know what I mean? And, and just kind of infuse that whole passion. And um, yeah, it was something that, you know, I was like, well, I'm learning about hair. I want to learn everything. And actually, do you know what? I want to be able to do my mum's hair and my aunties and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I think I was, I was sitting, I was sitting in the, um, like upstairs above the, what was it, staff room at Morton Brown. And there was, um, there was a, a black lady who worked in the office. And she said to me, she said, she said, oh, she said, uh, how long have you been here? When did you start sort of thing? And she was chatting away and, you know, like you do. And then she said, she said something to me. She just said, have you ever heard of Splinters? And I was like, hmm, is it the place? Is it the addresses that's like right near where Vogue is? Blah, 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 blah. And I'd only known it because I had a couple of friends who, um, we used to play football together. Um, there were two brothers and one of them, no, both of them used to go and get their hair like comped, a bit relaxed over there. Right, and so I was kind of like just curious and stuff. And this woman um, made a phone call because she knew the person who was basically in charge of um, hiring over at this place because she go, she went there to get her hair done. So I went and went for a meeting and met this woman. And because I'd come from Morton Brown, and I was like, you know, like probably just looking very kind of prim and proper, let's say, right? I walked in and she sort of said, oh, and Stu, there was like, so at that time, the juniors, like, say you had, I don't know, like 20 apprentices, right? And I mean, I'm, you know, the place was like huge. The amount of stylists, the amount of chairs, all that kind of stuff, you know, on, on three levels, right? And you, 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 it was like going into a TARDIS. You know, you looked at the shop front, 
and you would never imagine that this whole space would be going on downstairs with the, the washing banks and the dryer banks and the, the, the everything. And it was again, just like, oh my God, we just walked in somewhere and that was it. It was like the, the, the sheer like excitement of what was going to happen at work today. Do you know what I mean? What was going to go on? And, 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 and I think that uh, I look at that and think about, you know, the stylists that had, had you know, come from places and were, were on their own journeys, but part of something and like the opportunity to go on a photo shoot or travel and, 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 and you know, we used to do things where it was a hair show and you were going like, you know, you had to get a passport because you were going to Philadelphia and it was like, you know, or you were going to go and do some like um, international show in Germany or something like that. But the whole aspect and energy was always about the fact that it was a team. You know, we were together. People came from different places. There was competitiveness. There was kind of like competition, you know, and it was set about the fact that actually as, a, as an apprentice, as you were growing up through the ranks, you know, you were you were passing your, your tests or whatever, but accomplishments, right? And the thing of client return, like that whole thing of starting to realise that, okay, these clients are on the column, but they're the salon's clients, right? And then what you're growing within that salon, in that environment, are like like contributors, right? Collaborators. So it's a team. So these people all garner this, they all get it, right? But also, at the end of it all, like, you know, we're hairdressers at the end of the day. You still go back to the thing where sometimes you're like, well, if I'm doing all the work and the boss is making all the money, how, the, the, you know, and it goes, it goes really simple, do you know what I mean, in the brain? Because then you're like, oh, I could go off and do it myself, maybe somewhere else. And maybe you can. Maybe that's correct. Because actually, finding a space, setting that business up, because you have the acumen and you have the know-how, right? Also comes down to the fact that you better get your eyes open to be the fact that you now become that person. You become the full guy and you're in, 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 in the line of fire, regardless of whatever you're thinking. And the client's always right, you know, for yourself. And that's it. I mean, the, the, those journeys and... It's been a, it, you know what? It's been a roller coaster, Stuart. It's been like bloody brilliant. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have had it any other way because the aspect of being able to say be at Morton Brown, be at Splinters. You know, when I left Splinters, I went to work for um, Richard Conway at the Ginger Group, and um, a dear old friend of mine, Keith Warner, who um, used to work at Leonard's, and then went to work for Richard as well, and then ended up buying the business. So the Ginger Group was like, you know, named after the Richard's wife, who was Ginger, basically. And so this whole thing was like, you know, it was, you know, he was the guy that lent Vidal the money to start off and stuff. And so it was this whole thing where people, you know, had brands, you had names, and it was, you know, it's like being a football team, right? Do you know what I mean? You 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 got your jersey, you know, your your Sassoons, your Tony and Guy, your your Jingles, or your Burlingtons, or your like, what, 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 whatever your brand was, you know, and that, that sort of happened many years later after working with like um, Trevor Sorby and Eugene and stuff. Um, and like we became mates because we used to go to the same nightclubs and then had the opportunity to do like, you know, silly things like do haircuts in the dark street with ultraviolet lights. Do you know what I mean? Pericliffers, yeah, you can have a bob, come on, love, sit down, we'll be there. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, next, like, but that was all part of like fashion, and 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 I think that you know me meeting um, like James the Bond. I was talking about a friend who had a place in Kensington Market, and my another friend from school. Their mum used to run a, a market stall and sell vintage Levi's and and um, you know like Russian kind of memorabilia and all this kind of stuff. You know, it was kind of like mid eighties, so we all thought we were kind of like. In fans of Trotsky and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It was like, 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 yeah, we know what's going down. Come on, CCCP sweater. It's like, you know, when my dad's going, don't know whether you should be like wearing that, son. But anyway, if it's fashion, 
And then, you know, the best one was, was, was you know, like your girlfriend comes around and she's got ripped jeans on and your dad goes, oh, I've got some needle and thread in the cupboard. If you want, I can help you out with those. And you're like, Pops, can you just be quiet? You know, like, but fashion, I guess, was was a big driver in, in, in you know, my attitude was pretty much like, pick up what you can and you're kind of learning on the job effectively but also always trying to do better and I think that like you're providing a service so like it's that thing where you know you want the best colorists you want the best cutters you want the best like 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 entertainers within the environment but you're also realizing that when we look at it from a business perspective there is a slightly different viewpoint that you know, as a business, when you're not on the floor every day anymore and you're running the salon, you're thinking about it, but it's about not losing that, I think, in, in essence, to be able to go back and plug back in with the staff, keep the team motivated, keep that kind of vibe. And it does come back down to, you know, the wonderful memories of people, you know, just having a chat with you, right, and talking about, you know, I think about that people within life that have inspired, right, but are continually inspiring and and you know i think about it with you know all the people that i've ever had the experience to work with collaborate with from the point that you know it's it's beautiful to see like someone go and and, and take something by the horns and, and and make something of it and and it's also the other side where i'm a dreamer Stu. do you know what i mean i've always been a dreamer and and the 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 the, the funny thing about it is is that when the dreams are uh, uh, actual things like because it's like oh I dreamt about that do you know what I mean and I bloody mean it I mean I'm like, like you go back and you're like oh that's weird do you know what I mean it's kind of like it's like you saying that like, it's a total sliding doors moment because you're like well if I'd have done that it's the same as if like you know I'd scored that penalty in like you know that cup final when we were six do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, come what may, but we're, we're, we are the, the, the we're, I guess we're the torchbearers, aren't we? In, 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 a, in our own dreams, right? You know? Good way it. I think, it, and it's important to have dreams. It's important to continually learn, as you said about learning. You never, I mean, I learn every day. I learn constantly. And, yeah. You know, it, it, if ever you get think you are the, the finished article, you've really, you've really come to the end of the right. But I think with that though, you 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 know, there's a sense of of, of um, breakdown with things and 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 really understanding and appreciating things. You know, where we talk about ego or we talk about um, respect. You talk about kind of. You know the 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 things that we're we're talking about that that learning, wanting to learn, like sharing, teaching, and um how those things you know have their own patterns, have their own cycles, and it's where you choose or choose not to plug in with these things, and and I think that you know in in, in essence you know we have a duty to ourselves, but also like to the future of, of, of an industry, of, of, of a way of life that it is for, 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 for some of us, but it's also how it affects other areas in, in life. And that's where I think it's, it's such a, 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 a brilliant thing that, that you're doing, Stu, but I also appreciate and kind of, I think I, I appreciate it from like, the level where it's kind of like you know you get it you're, you're 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 doing something from an appreciation but also a level of self-respect that you have right and that that compassion for 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 mankind right it's and it's on levels where it's not um it's not a, a thing where i'm saying it to you because i think you are like doing something because you're trying to get the benefit from it. Do you know what I mean? It's selfless. 
and 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 that's where it's kind of like really wonderful to kind of actually know people's motives but 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 when there is no motive apart from the fact of helping you know it's a it's a big thing to you and you know one commend you mate and thanks definitely definitely thanks for 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 having us on board to help out or you know and and i feel that it's it's also like something that's you know you're 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 a father like myself um as 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 many are and even when you know you're not a parent right i feel like in some senses you know we have charges we have people around us that 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 need that guidance right so we kind of are like that kind of figure like we were saying about Millie earlier do you know what I mean it's like, like, like feeling like someone can be very motherly towards you but it's also quid pro quo do you know what I mean it's like you know how, how you're able to give that back and and I do think that that's something that is about you know belief it is about it is about um, that sense of of, of self-confidence but being able to build that in others as well you know and stuff and the, the, the moment of being able to share that or appreciate it or understand it is what makes a big difference I, I, and you say like you, you, you say about it being selfless but you get so much from it yourself that it, yeah. isn't, it isn't really selfless because you know like my, my journey of everything I've been through and everything that um, I've, I've had to change has led me to understand what makes us tick, you know. Right, yeah. Recognising other people that uh, I've, I've just got that empathy for experience. So, mm. you know, when I, when I am in a mission and I am with someone and they are maybe really in the, the depths of some sort of addiction and things like that, because I've been in it myself, yeah. I, I, I really, I really understand where they where they are, and hopefully, just give them a little bit of a, um, a little bit of hope that it's possible to come out. So I never, I, I never, um, I never preach yeah. to anyone, you know. But I just like to say to them that you know, I'm 14 years in. You can do it, and with all yeah. of my things going on I go in there I come out mate and I've 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 had two hours of just forgetting all about my shit yeah yeah gratitude is the greatest antidote in the world honestly as, as you Absolutely. know no 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 but listen like that that that's I think what I what I what I meant about that level of of um selflessness Stuart, because the thing there is is that you you, you you hit it on the head with, with with the gratitude because it's also the fact that you're there but you're there because you want to be there oh yeah you're there on that journey of of, of of learning something as well do you know what I mean because you're 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 sharing something but the the the, the listening quality you know the the sensitive quality empathy and all that stuff goes both both ways because as you know yourself like as, as I know within situations with people we don't know what we're going to receive sometimes in terms of that that that, that, that those, those you know meeting to the minds that those um, do you know what I mean it's, it, it's, it's you don't always know but the point here is is that the thing makes the, the journey like part or it makes it part of the journey is that navigation you're, you're, you're taking on board come as you are you know and yeah. I think that, 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 that that's an aspect of, of, of definite growth and change that that, that you know is, is only something that's that wonderful really I think well, my friend, that's um, that's gone quick. That that's that's about the hour, Mark. Um, that's it, mate. Couple of ladies' hairdressers, Gavin away, mate. 
You'd have us here for hours. You know what I mean? About two minutes. But um, I shall, I've got a ring, really, actually, so I should pass on your love because she's going to come down a mission with me on Wednesday. Oh, brilliant. And my doorman. Oh, nice. Nice. No, good. Good, 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 good. Because um, I've got to I've got I've got to speak to somebody else because I need I want her to to work on something with me. It's something that um, I'll I'll mention it in short times to you because it will it will be interesting for all of us. I'm 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 thinking, and um, yeah, because there's a there's the, the, I'll just say this: there's an aspect that is it's about community. It's also about being able to kind of actually fully embrace things that um, I think that we're just waiting to understand how. So I'm like, I'm 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 kind of sort of like okay. If we're going to believe in dreams and we're going to take things in a place, then there's no harm, no time like the present. Whilst yeah. we're sort of stuck in yeah. places and can't move about so much. How's that with you, you lot, right now? You, you've just had another tier system thrown at you, haven't you? They're not stopping me, mate. They're not stopping me. We, we take one step forward and one step back, but I keep saying we keep marching forward, constantly, forward because uh, if, they, if they close one, we open another. You know? Okay. And, and it's, always, it's all about the long-term view. Yeah. I, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. Um, so I, it, you know, it, this, it's all temporary. It's yeah. all so uh, it, there's some very like difficult setbacks. Uh, we just heard about one today where we go that they've had they've had a COVID outbreak and so the okay. place shut down for two weeks. This happens quite a lot. Right. Uh, so many new places that were opening. That, um, you know. And when 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 like for instance, like, so if you've got if you've set up a mission, you've set up a hostel, and you've got that environment basically when they do that stuff and so there is a covid outbreak which i mean that's the thing which which i think on one side i mean this is just from from experience so far like in in you know going into you know a studio for instance you know and you're at one of the big studios so it's like a universal or warner brothers lot or something and the way that they manage those kind of environments then you go down to a small scale and you're talking about just the salon or you're talking about someone's home and how they, they, they've done that. But it's also about the amount of people that are going in and how these things are monitored. But when there's a way of monitoring without it feeling intrusive in some aspect, because you're also dealing with all that kind of stuff, aren't you? Yeah. On, on, on levels, right? Yeah, we, we make sure that, I mean, we have to have COVID forms we do temperature guns. We've got all yeah. the things. I often feel safer in there, Johnny, than I do in a supermarket. Right, yeah. These places are taking it very seriously, whereas some yeah. of the places like supermarkets are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, there's a whole level of, of, of the difference. When you walk into certain environments and you sort of feel like, you know, there's a, there's a whole COVID protocol going on. And going to other places, and it's like that thing where, you know, you often laugh because... You should have a the high vis vest on with like stand back on it. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's there's, there's the whole level, but then there's like the other side to me going, yeah, that's not so kind of like sort of engaging, is it? You know, this is not, and um, and this is what we're sort of up against is the divisiveness, right? The divisiveness that's been thrown against us. Johnny, I've spent half my life with fuck off written across my forehead. Do you know, what hey, I mean? you've seen it around my neck, ain't you? Uh, look, nothing there around my neck. It comes out in places, and uh, I think I think that day um, we were doing we were doing a shoot, and one of the one of the the, the, the um, customers I have, one of the, the, the clients, he sort of said something. He goes, "Well, I like your chain," and I was sort of laughing because I went, "I went, you're not supposed to see that." I was going to put my scarf on and tied it, and he went, "Don't worry, I know, I know, I know a few things. I can tell you a few stories," and that was it. Do you know what I mean? It's like a topic of conversation. You'd be there. And I was like, well, I just don't try and wear it when I've got to go to church with my mum because then she might have something to say. But normally, she knows that kind of thing doesn't need to come out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't need to say a thing, do I, really, if it's around my neck, right? <laughs> brilliant, mate. Listen, Bloody brilliant. Where have you been before? Um, I'm there, brother. So No, listen. Likewise, shoot. Um, you know, 
I, I, I'm fully in support, happy to kind of actually just be involved any way, shape or form. And as I said, probably Millie's already signed me up for it anyway. So, yeah. like, well, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, we we'll both be signed up for it. Regardless. for us. Just yeah, exactly. 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 Be like that. Oh, all right. Lovely. You know, brilliant. <laughs> so, I was going to say, I think I mentioned to you before. Do you know Sasha Brewer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Because I know he's been he's 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 had a few good conversations with you. Yeah. Over over this per these periods and stuff because he's a he's a he's a long-standing old mate. He used to like help us do shows and stuff yeah. many many years ago, and then he married another mate of mine. So I was yeah. like, oh, there you go. Look at the hat. Look at the hat. The lovely man. He he came and done. He had a session with us at the mission. So. Oh right, brilliant. So I'm waiting to return the favour. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, listen. It'd be it would it, it would be nice to be able to get on a plane again, Stu, and like you know see things going on over like in a different place. It would be it would be good. Yeah. And we've yeah. just got to kind of like I don't know. I mean, like out here, I think everyone's just sort of waiting for the vote. Yeah. I think they're waiting for the election. They think I, I think they think that's going to be like you know life changing. And me, on the other hand, I'm just hoping that, you know, I pray every day. That's all I say to you, Stu. I give thanks and I pray every day, you know. As long as I can um, um, sort of, like, manage to sort of, like, get through a bit more homeschooling, yeah. things are going to be okay, I think. Keep it in a day, brother. <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it, mate. That's it. Love that. Boy. Love that. <laughs> Listen, give me love to Millie yeah. and um, we shall catch up, sir. Always. I'm going to text you with my size because I should have one of those home. I should have one of your t-shirts, shouldn't I? Millie said that to me the other day when she posted a picture of us all, and she was like, "Yeah, you're the only one not on brand." I was like, "All right, Millicent, you know." <laughs> all right, brother. You so. All right, lovely. Cheers, Stu. Take care, mate. Lots of love. It's just over five years ago. I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling. <laughs>